All right, everybody, another week is upon us, and it is time for everybody's favorite mediocre program. This podcast is Just Okay. My name is Nick Rose. My name is Paula Rose. Paula, do you want to hear a, a good icebreaker? Sure. Fat Penguin. <laughs> Hit the theme. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another exciting week. How's it going, Paul? Good. How's it going? I'm doing great, man. Um, what's new? Um, nothing new. Huh? Um, yeah, I've been really practicing that new Kirby in the Forgotten Land game. Um, I'm pretty sure I mentioned before it's really fun. It is fun. I got to play it with you that one night. I liked it. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah, so um, we're recording this on April Fool's Day, of all things. Foolish April. So a, a few years ago, I did an episode. Uh, I'd have to search back on it, but it was I think it was called uh, Hoppy Easter, You Fool, because it fell on April Fool's Day, and I gave a whole history as to what April Fool's really meant. And where, oh, dude, I couldn't remember. It's been a long day and a long week, and I did it a couple years ago. So if you want to go back to the archives, go ahead and listen to that. So anyway, tell me something. Um, what are some of your favorite April Fool's Day pranks? Oh, um, hmm, let's see. I haven't really done a prank today, um, even though it's like night. Well... I mean, even if we don't do pranks today, what are some of your favorite pranks that you've seen or done in the past? Um, oh, uh, my electric uh, hand buzzer um, mm-hmm. is really fun. Um, and people, I like to see people's reactions. Uh, they over-exaggerate. They're all, oh my god, it shocked me. I don't know, man. You had one at the store that you wanted me to buy you, and it actually jolted me, and that one freaked me out quite a bit. Yeah, um, at first, um, I was just, it was like a, it was like a car keychain, mm-hmm. and I was messing with the buttons at the store, uh-huh. and then I was holding it, and then I pressed one of the buttons, and then it jolted me too, and then uh, I dropped it on the floor. Oh, that thing hurt. Um, and then I tried to give it to you as like a prank. Yeah, you messed me up, man, for sure. I hated that thing. I wouldn't buy it for you. Man, I was going to prank my friends. Yeah. Well, your mom got you pretty good this morning, didn't she? Oh, yeah. What'd she do um, for you? She was all... Uh, she woke me up saying I had a really special breakfast, and then she made a breakfast for me. Um, she said... She said it was really special. Um, she said she was proud of uh, me working so hard at school, and um, she said she made me cake and brownies. Mm-hmm. So once I walked into the kitchen, there was a cake, mm-hmm. and then there was um, a container. And then I opened the container up, and then in brown Sharpie, there were E's on a piece of paper, and I thought that that was pretty funny. <laughs> she worked hard on those brownies, and you didn't even eat one. Sorry, 
them papers. <laughs> Brown ease. That's a good one. Yeah. And, um, but there was actually like a full on cake. Mm-hmm. So I decided to cut myself a piece. Mm-hmm. And, um, it wouldn't cut at first. Uh, at first I thought it was because I was using a butter knife. So I swapped, so I swapped it with like a, uh, really sharp knife. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, it turns out uh, it was a box covered in frosting and sprinkles. <laughs> it was a pretty good looking cake, though, right? It was convincing. Yeah. I was but looking at that, that last night. Ah, see, lucky. I had eggs. I had eggs. I remember. Uh, I I didn't really do any pranks this year either, um, except for you guys. I I told you that the milk went bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I, I told. I wrote a note for the kids and I said, "Help, guys! The milk went bad." And when they opened up the fridge, I had glued a couple googly eyes onto the milk and then painted a really angry face on the milk and put a gun in his hand, you know? He was he was armed and dangerous. <laughs> Remember that time that I slashed your mom's tires? Oh, yeah. See, that sounds terrible when you say it out loud. But what I really did, I, uh, this is before I had a printer and I had all these 90s uh, heavy metal magazines. And I looked all night through like 30 magazines for a picture of Slash, the guitarist from Guns N' Roses, so that I could cut that out and taper it to her tires. So when she went out in the morning, someone slashed her tires. Get it? Oh, and wasn't there one time where you were all, uh, someone ached your car, and then you uh, wrote ache on a bunch of sticky notes and put them on? That wasn't April Fool's Day. That was actually right when I first met your mom. When we we had first met, and I worked overnights, and she didn't, and so I would I would go by uh, your grandma's house where she was living, and okay. uh, I I went to the store one night and I bought like a thousand sticky notes and a red sharpie, <laughs> and I wrote egg on every single sticky note, oh my gosh. and I covered her car in them. <laughs> so in the morning, you know. Her mom woke her up. Oh my God! Someone egged your car. Yes. It was it was me. I'm a I'm a terrible person. But yeah. you know one of my favorite pranks though to pull off if you ever get a chance to. What? Oh, you love the whoopee cushion. Yeah. Step it up a notch and fill it with gravy. <laughs> oh my God! You don't even have to do that at April Fool's. You can do that at Thanksgiving dinner. No. But. <laughs> Put that on on someone's chair. No. Put that on your cousin's chair. And have the gravy. <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. Uh, what else, man? Anything else new or good? Um, no, I don't think so. No. Nah. All right. Well, we got a creepy episode this week. Um, I like doing the rants and raves with you, dude. I love talking to you. Me too. Thanks. So this was another one that you brought up. Um, you were like, oh, I want to know more about this. And yeah. I said, okay, we'll do that sometime. Mm-hmm. And um, I've actually got some comic books over there on the subject tonight. Yeah. Um, so, man, you know, it's crazy. I can hear the, the TV from upstairs. It's like yeah. it's it's thumping in my ear. And I don't know if I can edit that out, but it's loud. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to our thing. So perhaps one of the first first urban legends of the Internet Stories and claims of encounters with black-eyed children can arguably be traced back to a report of an incident in 1996 involving a man named Brian Bethel. So, 
Uh, Bethel claimed he was sitting in his car going through paperwork when a knock came at his car window. He looked out to see two young boys around 12 years old who asked the journalist for a ride to a local movie theater. (laughs) Right? He might have agreed had he not noticed that where their eyes should have been were were, uh, soulless, deep black stones staring back at him creepy right so anyway he sped off as fast as he could and since his account numerous claims of sightings have flooded internet chat rooms and alternative media sites so did anything happen to him no man he got away but so i've got 10 here 10 uh creepy facts about black-eyed kids um and after this you might think twice about opening your door when somebody randomly knocks on it Especially in the middle of the night, dude. Black-eyed kids are creepy. I mean, kids are creepy in general, right? Yeah. Yeah. Especially you. Creepy. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No. So, (laughs) I'm sorry. Number 10. The Black-Eyed Girl of Canock Chase, Staffordshire, England. Okay, this, this story comes from England in September of 2014. Uh, the tabloid newspaper, The Daily Star, ran several front-page stories of a black-eyed girl who was terrorized in the area of Canock Chase in Staffordshire, England. Uh, Lee Brickley, a paranormal investigator, examined the case. He claimed that a local woman had suddenly heard a terrifying scream, which she believed to be a child in danger. Uh, she ran up in search of the child and after initially not seeing anyone she noticed that a girl dressed in white stood behind her she stated that the young girl had her hands over her eyes as if she were waiting for a birthday cake and was silent i don't know how when you see a kid with their eyes covered you think of birthday cake but i mean <laughs> maybe this old lady's messed up but creepy kid <clears throat> covering her eyes oh that reminds me of birthday cake who's the creep the, the kid or the woman <laughs> <laughs> the woman who who also had her young daughter with her asked the strange asked the strange girl if she was okay, which seemed to prompt her to take her hands from her face and open her eyes. She's quoted, "That's when I saw they were completely black, no iris, no white, nothing." I know, right? I jumped back and grabbed my daughter. When I looked again, the child was gone. It was so strange. That's creepy, dude. So, Brickley also told the media that um, his own aunt had witnessed the same girl over 30 years earlier in 1982. That's three years before I was born. Spoilers. (laughs) Um, He stated that she had heard a young girl calling for help before seeing a girl dressed in white running away from her. Uh, Brickley's aunt caught up to her and placed a hand on her shoulder to see if she was okay. When they turned around, his aunt could see that her eyes were completely black. The girl then turned and continued to run before disappearing. In April 2015, a video taken from a drone flying over the fields of Canock Chase appeared on YouTube, and in the background, some believe that the drone unintentionally caught a strange girl dressed in white and matching descriptions of the alleged black-eyed girl of Canock Chase. I think they got her on film. Yeah. So that's kind of spooky, right? Yeah. So um, uh, there was a, a medium which is a, like a psychic that can tell like the future and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, medium. Uh, her name was Christine Hamlet. Uh, she believes, <clears throat> sorry, that she managed to capture a photograph of the spooky specter, and she also believes in part due to her gift to connect with the other side that the girl is the spirit of a child who died of dif- diphtheria during the Victorian area. Oh. Era, man, words. Those who do suffer from the disease also suffer from paralysis of the eyes, which makes them appear sunken and dark. So that that could be it. Explains it, right? Yeah. 
All right, man. Number nine, Strange Figures in Courtyard France, 1974. Ooh. Okay, a little ways back. So according to David Weatherly's investigations, a strange encounter involving black-eyed children occurred in the small village of Eisne, France. I don't know how to pronounce that. I don't speak French. Yeah. Yeah. Um, In 1974, the case was originally investigated by Joel Messnard and Jean-Marie Bigorn and involved two men named only as... Elaine G. and Patrick V. I hope you're writing this down because there's a quiz after. Oh, jeez. I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's a lot of names. Come on, today's Friday. <coughs> April Fool's, son. <laughs> so while leisurely driving around the small village, the two men stopped their car in front of a house while attempting to do a turn in the road. And as they glanced into the property's courtyard, they saw five mysterious figures who appeared to be looking at them. The figures were around... Uh, four feet tall, and were all dressed in the same long garments. Their hair was long, seemingly right down to their waists, and the strangest thing by far, however, was their solid black eyes. That sounds Yeah, maybe they were in a metal band. I don't know. <laughs> like metal ABBA or something. Metallica? Maybe. Rob Zombie. Yeah, five Rob Zombies. <laughs> That'd be nuts. That would be awesome. That's too much zombie, man. No. <laughs> five Rob... <laughs> They're not all going to fit in that Dragula. the figure closest to the men's car gestured to them to come into the courtyard unnerved and frightened the men sped away from the scene and it's claimed that when they later returned there with with more people with them there was no sign of the strange figures that they had seen earlier that day i know right so when investigators spoke to people in the area one neighbor stated that he had also seen the strange figures and he believed they were children and had seen them playing in the road Uh uh-huh uh, number eight, this one, um, <clears throat> I know this one. This is the U.S. Marine receives a knock on his door. Uh, while based at Camp Lejeune in North Carolina, an unnamed U.S. Marine stated that in November of 2009, uh, he had a strange encounter with a black-eyed children near the barracks where he lived. Nope. All right. The anonymous witness stated that he was alone in his room one evening watching a movie when a knock came at his door. Expecting it to be the roommate who had forgotten his key, The Marine opened it without hesitation. When he did, though, he was presented with the sight of two small children standing outside. As soon as he saw them, the man stated he was filled with dread and had an impulse to slam the door shut as fast as he could. And that was before he realized that both children had jet black eyes. I know, right? Despite his fear, the Marine asked the children what they wanted, to which they responded, all the while staring straight at him, that it was cold outside and they wanted to come inside and read. No. No way, man. Where are these kids' parents? Right? The Marine suddenly realized that no one else was within sight, and as the children took a step toward the room, he gave in to the impulse that was racing through him and shut the door quickly. The knocking continued for several minutes, in addition to a rattling from his window, before the noises stopped and the children appeared to be gone. Dude, isn't that terrifying? Yeah. That was actually the first story I ever heard of the black-eyed kids. And not to be confused with the black-eyed peas. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I don't think Fergie's part of this. <laughs> so. uh, the Marine did some idle inquiries the following morning, but the few people who had been on site during the strange encounter stated that they hadn't seen or heard anything strange. Almost like vampires, right? Yeah. So here's another one that comes from North Carolina. This is number seven on our list. Um, <clears throat> the Strange Tale of Carrie Kistner. 
Okay. So on her home, on her way home one afternoon from Wake Tech Community College in Raleigh, North Carolina, 20-year-old Carrie Kistner took a detour and stopped at the Triangle Town Center Mall. After visiting the mall, she made her way back to her car in the parking lot. And as she did so, she noticed a strange, almost sick-looking boy talking with an older lady. The boy looked pale with dark rings around his eyes, and he appeared to have a rigid and unnatural posture. Maybe, I know, like a golem. Precious. The old lady appeared to be searching in her purse for something to give to the young boy, whom Carrie estimated to be around 12 years old. Carrie suddenly became more acutely aware that there were very few people around, and the place seemed to take on an almost sinister feel. She quickened her pace uh, to reach her vehicle, but as she passed the pair, the young boy locked eyes with her. With his creeper peepers. Carrie couldn't help but stare back, and the boy's eyes were completely black like gaping holes in his head. I think he'd win, man, because I am out of there at that point. (laughs) Uh, She moved away as quickly as she could while the boy suddenly turned and walked away from the scene, not wanting to receive whatever the old lady was searching in her purse for. What do you think it was? Oh, God. I was thinking like a Werther's original or maybe those like strawberry candies that old grandmas always have. (laughs) He didn't want that, man. The ones from the toast. no. What? That's where they keep them. No, weirdo. Fine, the one in her She was looking in her purse, probably for some candy, and the boy was like, nah, man, I need, like, tree fitty. No, Twizzlers. <laughs> Make me Twizzlers. Twizzlers. Carrie stated that she had the strange impression that while she was staring at the child, he could read her mind and knew what she was thinking about him. That's never a good sign. If you think someone can read your thoughts that you're thinking about them, Chances are you ain't thinking something very nice about that person, right? It's like, man, I hope they don't hear what I'm thinking about them. Look at that guy. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, number six, the black-eyed ghost caught on camera in London. Ooh. Yeah, this one's right up your alley here because you watch these shows. Yeah. So although she was technically an adult when she was executed at age 21 in 1592, the childlike black-eyed alleged ghost of Catherine Howard is said to appear regularly at Hampton Court Palace. Uh, Recently, 45-year-old Trevor Tyre managed to snap a photograph of the dark-eyed specter, kneeling in the gallery and something seeming to peer over the railings. The story goes that after she was imprisoned at Hampton Court, Catherine momentarily escaped from her guards and took this route in a desperate search for King Henry VIII in order to beg for her life to be spared. I know. Tyre, who was a coach driver... Uh, and decided to take some pictures of the impressive building while he waited for his group to return from their sightseeing, said that when he took the picture, he couldn't see the black-eyed apparition. Only when he returned home did he fi- did he and a friend notice the strange girl staring down at them dressed in what appeared to be a white gown. Dude, okay. <clears throat> Whether it is indeed Catherine Howard or an unknown black-eyed child, several staff members at the Hampton Court Palace have stated that the figure has been seen by many people over the years. It's a haunted ghost tour right there, right? Yeah. All right, man. Here's here's your uh, common sense warning here. Number five, woman lets black-eyed children into her home. What? Okay. It's the woman's fault. <laughs> well, here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. You know the lore about vampires, right? Yeah. A vampire can't come into your house uninvited. Sure. Right? They're always like, hey, you want to you wanna invite me in? No. No. And, and on your way out, I'm going to throw some rice on the ground so you have to stop what you're doing and count it. Yeah. 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 OCD phantom. 
Do vampires actually do that? Yeah, they do. That's a, that's a survival tip, buddy. I was gonna say I would throw rocks at him. Well, he's invincible to rocks. You got to throw rice on the ground. No. And he's got to stop and count it. That's no, the rule. No, no, no. You have to go to the fridge and then get some steak and slap him with it because you need steak to kill a vampire. <laughs> a steak through the heart. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of well done. Just like shove the steak down his mouth and into his heart. Medium rare. <laughs> well cooked. There you go. Nice and crispy. Uh, anyway, um, in January of 2016, a report appeared on the internet said to have come from an unnamed woman who had not only encountered black-eyed children, but made the mistake of allowing them into her home. Oh. <clears throat> According to the report, it was a decision that she believed would have a lasting implications. A woman claimed to live in Vermont and was told of how in the middle of a, middle of a blizzard one evening around a year earlier... Sorry, my mouth is super dry. I'm making smacking sounds. Anyway, um, she lived in Vermont and and told about the middle of a blizzard one evening around a year earlier. A loud knocking sounded at the front door of the house she shared with her husband. Thinking that someone had been in a motor accident due to the weather, the woman went to answer the door. A quick look out the window revealed footprints in the snow leading to the house, but there was no sign of a vehicle on the road. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, so a little unnerved, she awoke her husband. As the banging on the door continued, she went to answer it. Two children were stood on the doorstep, a boy and a girl looking around to be eight years old. Hello. <laughs> Hello, it's me. Hello, my aunt. The woman recalled that they were not dressed for the cold conditions outside and that she felt instantly unnerved by their presence. Despite her probable better judgment, she invited the two children inside. As she ushered the two children into the living room, she noticed how her cats appeared to be afraid of the visitors, with one in particular hissing at them as they passed. That's a sign. She offered to make the pair a cup of cocoa to warm up and recalled that whatever she asked them, the reply was always the same. Our parents will be here soon. Oh man, they're like the the tracking devices for the male and female adult vampires. (laughs) Creepy, man. Anyway, she came into the room with two cups of cocoa, and as they looked up at her to take their drinks, she noticed with horror that where their eyes should be, there were just two jet black balls like giant pupils. I know. As she stared at them, they both suddenly asked if they could use the bathroom. She tried to remain calm and direct them to it, and a moment later, her husband's nose began to bleed, and then the power suddenly went out. As the woman attempted to make her way to get her husband a tissue, she noticed both children standing at the end of the hall, motionless and staring at her. Okay, dude, per- from personal experience, kids standing in a hallway in the dark is creepy. Okay, so here's the thing. I, Well, I know that you and your sister are here and they're sleeping and stuff. Yeah. But there have been times where you guys get up at like 3 in the morning and stand at my bed. And I've woken up and seen you guys staring at me sleeping. And it's the creepiest, unnerving thing I've ever experienced. It's fun. No, it is not. But that's what that, that's what they're me here. So anyway, they suddenly broke the silence and said, Our parents are here. Before opening the front door and making their way back out into the night. Even stranger, as she went to close the door, she saw the children getting into a black car as two tall men, both dressed in suits, stood next to it. They, too, entered the vehicle and drove away. 
and in the months following, the woman's husband was diagnosed with an aggressive form of skin cancer, and although she didn't go into specifics, stated that she also suddenly began to suffer from regular nosebleeds and described herself as being in the worst condition of her life. She is convinced that both her husband's ill health is connected to that snowy night when they allowed the two black-eyed children into their home. That's pretty, that's really sad, dude. Uh, number four, Harold meets the devil. The, the devil. In Vir- Virginia, 1950. There he is, man. Oh, God. Little, little Damien oh, right there. <laughs> One of the earliest known accounts of black-eyed children dates back to 1950 in Virginia and concerns a 16-year-old boy known only as Harold. It's all for you, Harold. <laughs> That would have made the omen so much like weirder if his name was Harold instead of Damien. <laughs> so anyway, according to the story, which was researched and investigated by David Weatherly, the teenager was walking home one afternoon when he came across another boy leaning against a fence as if waiting for someone. Harold attempted to speak to him but received no response. He was about to walk off and go on with his journey when the strange boy suddenly stated to Harold, I want to go to your house. You're going to walk me up to your house. No, I'm not. Okay, so wait. Let me go back. So the kid that saw him, his name was Harold. Oh. Okay. We don't know this other kid's name, the, the demon kid. I'm still calling him Damien. Damien? It was then that Harold noticed the blackness of the boy's eyes. There was no white, just solid black. Then something even stranger and more chilling happened. Harold had begun to contemplate turning and running home as fast as he could when the boy blurted out, Now, don't you run away from me. You're going to walk me up to your house. No, I'm not. So is he, like, using a Jedi mind trick? Or is it like Dune, where he's using the voice oh, of the no. Benny Gesserit? Oh, that would have been And so his eyes cool. are black because he's addicted to the spice. <laughs> Instead of blue, I don't know. Anyway, Harold turned and ran away faster than his legs could ever carried him before and he later recalled to his parents that as he did so he heard a scream behind him a scream that sounded very similar to that of a bobcat dude kid had some good instincts on that one interestingly his parents believed their son's account so much so that his father was said to have grabbed his gun and immediately gone out looking for the menacing boy who had demanded his son take him to the family home his mother apparently thought her son had an encounter with the devil himself and stated that she would take him to see the local priest I know. Scary. I mean, that's just what you say when you when you. I don't know. That was creepy. Number three, black-eyed children approach the gas station in Louisiana. Oh, I've heard about this one. You have? Yeah. All right. Um, a strange tale of a black-eyed children encounter was broadcast on Darkness Radio in September of 2015, and was said to have taken place in a gas station in Northeast Louisiana. <laughs> the encounter took place in November of 2012. The gas station was a lonely building just off the highway and was the only service station for miles around. And it was around 3 a.m. and the attendant was going about his normal duties when the power suddenly went out, plunging him into darkness. Using his phone as a makeshift torch, the attendant made his way back to the backup gas generator and switched it on. The backup lighting came on, but only the parking lot and the hall to the register was lit up. The rest of the gas station remained enveloped in darkness. The area had experienced heavy winds that evening, so the attendant wasn't terribly uneasy, figuring that the bad weather was probably to blame for the power outage. That was until he saw something moving at the edge of the darkness. He watched intently for several moments, eventually making out what looked to be three children riding bikes. As soon as he saw them, 
<clears throat> Two leaped from their bikes and made their way over to the gas station. They stopped at the doorway and stood staring at the attendant. Now a little unsettled, but still not overly concerned, he made his way to the door and opened it, asking the two children if they were okay, and stating that it was late for such young kids to be roaming around near the highway. One of them, a young girl, asked him if she could use his phone. As he handed her his mobile phone, her eyes met his, and the attendant saw that they were solid black orbs. No, the girl snapped. I need the real one. Motioning to use the landline phone in the gas station itself. Ooh, creepy, dude. At this point, fear finally overtook the attendant, and he pushed the door shut and locked it in one move, shouting as he did so that the little girl should go home. Yeah, the children stared at the attendant through the window for a moment longer before turning around, getting on their bikes, and riding off into the darkness. And the following morning, the attendant told his boss of the ordeal and requested that he go through the security cameras. However, they had been off due to the power outage. It is not known if the power going out was connected to the alleged black-eyed children's arrival or if it was just a bizarre coincidence. <laughs> that one's pretty creepy. I'm not really afraid of the dark. I'm afraid of what's in the dark. No, that's totally true. You're afraid of the things you can't see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's scary. Right. Number two, strange teenagers in Ohio. A report from an Ohio man was <clears throat> who was given the pseudonym Noetic told of a strange encounter in July 2010 with two black-eyed teenagers outside the data center where he worked. I am watching. Yeah? Noetic was taking a break from his night shift and was smoking a cigarette outside the building at around 5 a.m. when he noticed two teenage boys across the street from his building. He felt immediately unnerved as soon as he noticed them, perhaps because they appeared to be staring straight at him, but were otherwise motionless. And I just want to pause here right there and say that he's absolutely right, because teenagers are unnerving. Yeah. Whether their eyes are black or not. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and kind of deserves to be unsettled because he was smoking cigarettes. No, that's true, man. So he goes back inside the building, and around 10 minutes later, the intercom from the front door buzzed. And as he turned off, as he turned to observe the monitors, he could see that the two boys who had been staring him down earlier were, were there. So he pressed the talk button and asked what they wanted, stating that he was busy. Neither of the boys spoke, but one of them motioned to the camera for him to come outside. Yeah. He pressed the talk button again, told them they would have to leave, and then went back to work. The two boys continued to stare into the cameras as though they were looking through the TV monitor into the room where he worked. And another 10 minutes or so, uh, Noetic decided to go to the front door and ask the boys to leave and let him get on with his job. Before he opened the door, however, he sneaked to look at the two boys through one of the, the one-way glass that was there. They looked normal enough, apart from the fact that they had... That's right. Uh, This made him feel even more on edge, but he decided to open the door anyway and tell the boys to leave or he was going to call the police. Go away. As soon as he opened the door, one of the boys said to him that, uh, as if he had been reading his mind, that will not be necessary, sir. We simply need to use your phone. Can you let us in? No. Noetic declined, saying that nobody was allowed in. The boys asked again to be invited into the building and then stood there staring at the now-distressed man. Noetic pulled out his mobile phone, repeating his threat to call the police and pulled the door shut again. He went back to observe the pair from the safety of the monitor. One boy remained at the door and stared into the camera while the other boy made his way to the back of the building and stared into the camera there. 
Noetic called the police, all the while watching his monitors. The boys made their way to a blind spot on the system's security cameras, but while Noetic waited for them to reappear on one of his monitors, they seemed to have simply vanished. And by the time the police did arrive around 6 a.m., there was no sign of them. Ooh. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, man. This is the last one on the list, okay? Yeah. Nightly smoke turns into strange sighting Massachusetts. Ooh. Yeah. So one of James Jim Still's daily pleasures was to step outside of his house and enjoy a cigar on the open air of an early evening. I'm painting the scene for you. At some point during his nightly smokes, Stills began to notice a strange young boy named Paul. I'm just kidding. Strange young boy walking along the street awkwardly. He saw the boy night after night, and for reasons he couldn't explain, he felt more and more uneasy with each passing evening, so much so that he gave up on his nightly pleasure and stayed indoors instead. He kept watch from the safety of his home on the young boy, who continued to appear each night, roaming the street with a stiff walk sometimes remaining outside until the early hours of the morning. Time passed, and Still's interest in the boy declined until he eventually forgot about the strange sightings altogether, and that changed one evening when he stepped outside of his front door to have a cigarette and stopped dead as he saw the boy standing directly in front of him. No. He stared at him with eyes that were completely black and lacked any type of emotion. The boy asked Stills in a matter-of-fact tone <clears throat> to let him inside his home, then demanded Stills to rush back inside the house, or the demand prompted Stills to rush back inside the house to slam the door on the terrifying child. Sure. He, he began to keep a nightly watch again for the strange boy, and although he didn't see him again, he apparently never again dared to venture out from his home after dark. Yeah. So, those are, those are some creepy... Uh, Creepy black-eyed kids stories, right? Yeah. What do you think they are? I think they're, I think they're vampires. I don't know. I don't know. They didn't. They didn't drink the lady's blood, though. Well, maybe they did. Maybe, maybe it just doesn't talk about that because it's too gory for that website. Could be. Um, or it could be that maybe they're aliens. Mm-hmm. Or, or yeah. like, uh, I don't know, some kind of government experiment. Maybe, um, I don't know, uh, maybe they're like shapeshifters? Maybe. I don't know, man, but that's a, that's a pretty crazy story. Yeah. So, um, is there anything else you want to add to that? No. Um, no. No? Okay, well, um, do you want to do our weekly trivia? Sure. Okay, let's hit that trivia theme song. Paul, let's do a recap of last week's trivia question and answer. Uh, okay. Um, last week's trivia question was, what was the first toy to be advertised on television? The answer was Mr. Potato Head. That's right. Uh, so what do we have this week? 
Oopsie. We have What TV Alien Comes From the Planet Melmac. You heard it right there, folks. So if you want, go ahead and email us the answer at justokpod at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Facebook at facebook.com slash... This podcast is just okay. That's right. Good job. Uh, You can check out the Instagram page. This podcast is just okay. Or the movie page, which is this movie page is... Just okay. There you go, man. You, you, You got it. Killer, bro. Uh, even if you want merchandise, which we are going to be working on. Yeah. Uh, cafepress.com slash this podcast is just okay merchandise. Nice. So for now, um, why don't you tell us a good joke? Do you have a Black Eyed Kids related joke? Uh, sure. Let me see. Um, knock, knock. Who's there? Isabel. Isabel who? Isabel not working. <laughs> Good job, dude. You were funny. I'm going to come up with a joke theme song for you. Thanks. Yeah, that's pretty good, buddy. So, um, what do you think, man? Is that a is that a good episode? Yep. You nice and scared? Yep. Yeah, right before bedtime, huh? Yeah. Yeah, you're probably going to be having nightmares. No. Well, yeah. here's the deal, then. If you hear any strange knocking on the door, don't answer it. We're good to go, okay? okay. I don't care if those kids want to come in. You know what? Go home. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my response. Go home. Go away. All right, buddy. Well, that is uh, the show for now. Did you have a good time? Yep. I had a good time, too. You know what? I'm going to tell you this, buddy. What? I don't care who's listening. This is just for you. What? I love doing this with you. Me, too. I love doing this with you, too. Really? Yeah. Really. This makes my whole week, buddy. I love getting down to just have conversations with you, dude. You are so smart and funny and... Yeah. I, I'm glad that you do this. Thanks for wanting to be a part of the show. You're welcome. You make it so much better. Thank you. <laughs> All right, buddy. Uh, enough sappy stuff. That is the show this week. So we'll sign off. Uh, have yourselves a week, and I will see you guys next time. Next time.